welcome to The Truth in His Art. I'm your host, Rob Lee, and today I have the privilege of being with uh, DC's Dreamy Pop Princess. That's me. I feel like I read that somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please welcome Ari Vox. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you for coming through. It's a very pink day, so shout out to you. Yes, thank you. Every day is pink in my house. That's great. Yeah. Everything is black for me, as you can see. Well, that too. <laughs> I'm a vampire person. It's... I'm a vampire on the inside. I feel like we might kind of be flip-flopped here. Yeah, it's... <laughs> oh, I'm, not, I'm not pink on the inside. Well, maybe. I, I don't know. We're all know. pink on the inside. This is true. This is true. This is true. <laughs> it's, it's a little Pennywise. They all float down here. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, thank you for taking the time uh, to come down. And we're, we're doing this in, in lovely, lovely DC. Love, yeah, it can be lovely. So... Before we dive into like the sort of heart of the conversation, I like to look at these interview questions almost like, you know, you go to a fine dining restaurant sure. and you get like, you know, when you go to any restaurant <laughs> and then you get the water, you get the guy that comes over, the girl that comes over, whatever comes over. And it's like, yo, we got, you know, this is the menu. Take a look at it. Here's our specials. That's uh -huh. the way I'm going to look at these questions. Okay. Almost like a menu. Tasty. So, Yeah. <laughs> So as we start off, I want to get sort of like a bit of your like early interests. So could you share some of your like your early creative interests and like I want to kind of get into like maybe a glimpse into like some of those formative years, you know, that led you to kind of like pursue music, pursue creativity. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> I always tell people that I like came out the womb singing. I was kind of. Um, I mean, I was a little bit of an annoying kid, always making sounds, uh, <laughs> and I was kind of a little weirdo in like elementary school. I didn't really have a lot of friends, so I would spend most of my afternoons after school just kind of twirling around in the backyard and like making up songs, singing to butterflies and stuff. Um, my friends were like the sticks I would find in my backyard because I would sing to them. Sounds kind of sad. Not but, really. Not really. It, it sounds actually pretty lit, though. Uh, yeah. So, but I was also, I wasn't a very cheery kid. Um, even, like, my sister would call me Eeyore because I was always like, ho, hum. <laughs> what does it matter anyway? <laughs> and I'm kind of the same now. Um, but when it comes to music, so, yeah, I've always been singing and making up songs, and I've always been very creative, like, writing and, and creating things. Um, I asked my mom to take drum lessons when I was a kid. She said, absolutely not. No more notes. So, yeah, <laughs> so she signed me up for classical guitar lessons with my neighbor. Um, so I started off with that and that gave me kind of a super in-depth understanding about music in a way that a lot of the other kids my age didn't really, because who was listening to classical music? Right. <laughs> um, especially classical guitar music, which is like even more niche. Um, so yeah, I did that for a few years, well, more like eight years, and then uh, became a teenager and wanted to do rock and roll. So As we all do. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> so put down the nylon string, picked up the electric, and kind of just got involved in like the punk and hardcore scene a little bit um, in D.C. and Baltimore. Uh, shout out, shout out. Like shout this. out. Um, you know, was a little sad punk girl writing songs, playing open mics and stuff, getting into trouble. And uh, I don't know, it took me a while to, to find, to, to settle into like a genre and style that I really felt comfortable in. Because yeah. I mean, um, I think 
you know, both of us probably had similar experiences being like black nerds and like being into a bunch of different things, yeah. not just like rap and R&B, but also rock and grunge and 80s pop and classical music and jazz, and, like everything all together. And people, you know, my whole life tried to keep putting me into boxes. Yeah. But now I feel like I'm finally comfortable to like do what I want to do. But I've have, have all these experiences that kind of um, amalgamate into you know who I am and what what I put out there so thank you sorry I ramble kind of no, a lot no, 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 no. See, as, I, as I told people who are very verbose um, and, not, and not even that you're very verbose you're you're doing what you need to do and I thank like you. that um, you make my job easier so yeah, yeah. I could just sit here and be like mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of, lot of nod a lot of meaningful nodding <laughs> but yeah I, I, I definitely I, I agree with it where I, I did a podcast for a while called Unofficially Black because mm-hmm. it was just like um, me and one of my buddies uh, shout out to Greg we we would do this podcast and um, or we would have these conversations which would later become this podcast and you talk to black folks and it's like hey man I'm doing this and I'm like what are you doing this weekend man I'm going to Japan I mean I'm going to Little Tokyo I'm going to Little Tokyo, <laughs> little Tokyo. And, um, in LA to watch like Japanese wrestling uh-huh. and they're cool. like why that's weird <laughs> like black dudes don't watch wrestling I was like what are you saying to me exactly and you know, I just found like we had this sort of common ground and then you would see this overlap and I look at it almost now of if you know, you know, that's kind of the energy I have for it now. But I think it, it sort of takes that time to find like who your people are, which feels hokey sometimes, but it's true. It's true. And, you know, like what energy, what vibe you want to be around and even doing something like this. Now, every Tom, Dick and Jerome, I said that intentionally, <laughs> uh, has a podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was doing, I've been doing this since 2009. Mm-hmm. Some of the things I would hear is a black podcaster that looked like I should be playing football. <laughs> it's like, why would you do that? That's weird, that's white people stuff. And it's like, but is it though? Yeah. And I, I, but definitely when you're able to find it, you're able to just like cut down on all of the noise. Yeah, and I've definitely had similar experiences with like kind of people telling me and my, that me and my interests are not black enough for like, like the way I talk, the music I li- I know. You speak so well. Oh my God, that's a whole nother level of shit. Um, yeah, and just like the way I like to dress and like the things I like to do. Um, it's really fucking annoying. And I think we've grown a lot because the internet like culture has expanded to every little crevice everywhere. And like people are taking our stuff, we're taking their stuff, yeah. <laughs> and it's just, you know, the sharing of cultures, which is great. And like something like watching anime or listening to K-pop, like that's more acceptable yeah. now. Whereas I was bullied so hard <laughs> in the middle school and high school for liking that kind of shit. Or like listening to fucking Paramore. Apparently, <laughs> Paramore is cool now. Little Uzi Vert here. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, it's. I, I, I'll say this. Um, you know, once I got out of college and you know I went to a business school and you're pushed to go into these things and sort of this idea of black excellence and I'm sure you have mm-hmm. thoughts on that as well my dad's a lawyer black lawyer so <laughs> and you know I would I remember you know you, you're, you're pushing for sort of these corporate jobs and all of this different stuff and I like to play with this little this little game here um, I look in the office because there's only like three black people just mm-hmm. like a max right and I remember working in a spot that had this sort of diverse energy, right? And I do this in inverted commas. And all the black guys, was four of us, we were all moved in the same area. 
Oh no. And I'm looking at it, I was like, all right, there's only, you only get to be a certain type of black dude in that environment. Yeah. So I'm like, what is your thing? Mm. It's like doing central casting. That's what I felt like I was doing. Mm. I was like, I'm the tech nerd. Mm-hmm. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> so I used to do that. So definitely sort of, and it brings me to this next question, actually, segue. Wow. Um, like, I think our identities are kind of like what what we, I think who we feel like we're comfortable in, in being, who in, how we feel like we're comfortably presenting ourselves, I think that directs some of the behavior we're getting into and some of the things that we're pursuing, whether it be creative, whether it be with the people we hang out with, really being able to be comfortable and say like, eh, this is who I am, this is what I'm doing. So if you will, could you share a bit about like some of the identities, and I think we were touching on a little bit, but some of the identities that, you know, um, that make up who you are and how that influences and shapes your music and your storytelling approach. What's the question? Uh, your identity and how it shapes oh, your storytelling. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> See, I'm being verbose now. I know. Um, my identity. So like, like what you were... Like some of the questions you sent me, like about being black and queer and a lady. A lady. A lady, lady, lady. <laughs> Doth protest too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Well, I think in like the the spaces that I, I'm putting myself in these days um, aren't necessarily the spaces someone like me would typically seek out. Mm. Um. I feel okay. You're gonna have to replace it, rephrase the question for me yeah. because I'm a little yeah. No, I got you. I got you. <laughs> so like, when I'm doing this, right? When I'm doing this podcast, yeah, I speak to a litany of different people, different disciplines, all of that stuff. But at the through the through line in it is, I am a six foot four black man from East Baltimore, so my perspective is going to be such. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think part of my identity comes through in the interviews and the people that I'm looking to talk to, the, the, the spots that I'm in. So as far as your approach to creativity, whether it be writing, whether it be pursuing collaborations, pursuing opportunities to perform and such, how does your identity like pop up and show up in your work? Did that help? Yeah, I think that did help. This <laughs> is like a bit a big question, I feel, though. I feel... Um I don't, you know, I think a lot of the times in my creative process, like when I'm writing, mm-hmm. I don't really think about all that. I don't, I don't, like I kind of transcend being, <laughs> honestly, sometimes. And it's similar to kind of what happens, like the when, when I dream, I'm never myself in my dreams. I don't know what this means. I don't know how many other people experience this, but I'm never myself. I'm always like, like a middle-aged Asian guy or like a, a, a fucking like Latin woman. Like I'm always just like someone else. And um, so I, I feel like very fluid sure. in my identity, I guess, especially when it comes to creativity because I'm, I can be anything and everything and I am everything, <laughs> period. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, I, I don't really think about like my blackness or really my queerness when it comes to creating. I think they kind of, people kind of put that on me. Yeah. I don't know, it's like people perceive that from me and I don't really think about it. I'm just existing. Yeah. 
but even though I do I do believe the things about my identity like are important being black and queer and lady and, and pursuing my dreams and getting myself out there and being represented in the media and things like that that's very important um, to me but I just try not to like pigeonhole myself into thinking yeah that mm -hmm. I need to um, be those things all the time or portray those things in a certain way all the time yeah and, and I, I like I like that we got to that I like that we got to that that answer because I, I was seeing it but I didn't want to put words in your mouth because mm. I think I'm in the same way where when I'm doing this all that stuff is baked in but I don't need to stand up yeah. you know and be like yeah brother as you're talking about, <laughs> I, I don't need to do that you know yeah. it's like I, I make fun of that and but also that stuff is naturally there like I, I remember there are a lot of folks that I know who fit into that sort of like the black nerd the sort of fitting outside of that typical sort of this is what a black person is and it's like mm, you sure about you, you yeah. sure all right then cool but i find that a lot of folks that were on this sort of like alt black thing mm -hmm. 2020 they realized they were black black and, they, and i was just like yeah you, you should know this you should know this you have to know these things <laughs> yeah that that term alt black yeah that's so <laughs> mm -hmm. that's so funny to me but it's like I see exactly why like someone like myself would probably like gravitate towards that sort of like identifier because I mean it's I don't know probably partially my fault but probably partially like the community's fault for casting out the people that mm -hmm. are not typically black because I don't know we're, everyone just wants to belong and like search for a group of people or like a, a label a box that they can fit neatly into um yeah because we got we got people saying you're not black enough and oh you think you're better than me because you, it's just like a, an automatic like aggression a mm -hmm. lot of times um that i get really scared by even like and i found my people now and you know it's it's been easier to do that but even now i still get so much anxiety when i'm like just walking into like a predominantly black space I'm just like, I feel like an imposter sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, like they're gonna know that I'm not like the like a real one if, if I don't like walk a certain way and stuff. <laughs> just walk jive, like how can I stick yeah. my butt out and stick my chest out at the exactly. same time? Exactly, mm -hmm. oh, and it's, you know, it's mostly in my own head, but I mean, you know, you still get looks sometimes, still get little comments and it sucks, but. And it's, I just look at all of it, it's like, this, this is nonsense. I had, to, I had to come to that like realization at a point where you second guess almost everything you do. Yeah. And I, I've even been doing this podcast, I've, I've had people, I'm just this, I'm just me, right? And I think that you, that's what you were describing a moment yeah. ago. And I've had people say, I don't know, man. I don't know if you're a real black dude. I was like, uh, what? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> or I don't know if you have this or I don't know. I was like, well, I'm this. This is who I am. This is what I'm saying. This is how I'm approaching it. All of it is black. Yeah. And if it's if you can't see that, then that's your problem. And you need to look within yourself to mm -hmm. see why you think that way. So diving a little bit deeper to um, like musical like influences, right? Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that a little bit. You, you mentioned exactly. like, you know, there's, there's some, you, you said earlier, so there's <laughs> pop, right? Pop is a thing. Yes, pop is a thing. And then I also <laughs> heard like early on, there's some, you know, hardcore scene built in there. There is some, in terms of like what you were into, right? Yeah. And classical guitar as well. Yeah. And it's like, you know, 
butterflies and sticks it's an audience that's another thing uh, so <laughs> talk, talk about that's so different than my audiences today <laughs> well i mean i'm a podcast of one <laughs> no one to me. but um so, so talk about like some of those like like influences and maybe like because i find like the way that we describe influences a lot of times is who do we steal from mm-hmm, yeah. and it's like i'm going to remake this so this podcast i'm sure some people said it's kind of Nardwarish sometimes. Really? It's kind of oh, Larry no. King sometimes. It's kind of this, it's kind of that. <laughs> and sure, I like to say it's James Lipton sometimes, mm. but there there's influences that, that sit there. So, and I'd like to be very obvious about that. So who are some of those influences like, and, and what are you taking from them? Like, is it this person's stage presence? I really dig, or this person's like, like, um, their, their sort of design, their eye for, that's the imagery I want. This is the songwriting. So, Yeah, so I mean, I think growing up, I was influenced a lot by my family's music. So with my mom, it was Motown all the time. Um, So, you know, Earth, Wind & Fire, Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder, um, Smokey, Smokey, Smokey. (laughs) Um, So, (laughs) what? (laughs) I just think of that song, Gang Banging. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, uh uh-huh. Yep. This is how we know we're in the same shop. Yeah, 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 man. So, lots of Motown with her. Um, that's kind of how I learned to like harmonize and how to sing in my falsetto voice. Actually, sometimes I, a lot of times when I listen to myself, I hear a male voice. Okay. Um, I think because most of the music I listen to, I did listen to a lot of lady singers. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the the singers that I would try to emulate. Um, would be mostly men. So that's what I hear in my head. I know other people don't really say that, but I think the way I do like my falsetto, like my high voice, just sounds like a dude doing falsetto because oh, that's yeah. how I learned. Yeah. So lots of Motown with mom, and then my siblings were both like much older than me. Um, so they were both born in the 80s. Um, I know. I'm, well, I'm 27. And my sister's like 40 something. My brother, what? They're, I'm just saying it's old as a bad thing. They're just older than me. But you know, my sister was really into um, like 80s, like new wave, oh, yeah. um, post-punk. So there's a lot of like Depeche Mode, Tears for Fears, The Cure. Um, and then my brother was kind of a little shithead into like chili peppers and stuff. <laughs> so oh, it's Soundgarden is what I got from my from my brother. And Chris Cornell is definitely one of my favorite uh, vocalists. Um, and just look at their fucking sorry. Can I swear? No, you're, you're <laughs> okay. good, you're good. I actually I swear a lot. Um, yeah, like that band's um, journey and from being kind of like super like heavy dark metally grungy and then they did got really like bluesy and really soulful i mean chris cornell has always been like super soulful yeah absolutely. um but yeah i think i take a lot of my the way I, the songwriting style from soundgarden and chris cornell um and but um kind of the sounds that i gravitate towards are those like 80s pop dream pop like the cure seizing the banshees costa twins um, those are kind of like my main like instrumental sounds that I strive for, yeah. um, and I have definitely achieved with this new album that I'm working on. I'm yeah. okay. Please stop asking. Um, <laughs> uh, with my with my band, the Sad Labs, I found them on Craigslist too. Um, 
excellent labs. Uh, highly recommend Craigslist for labs. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but they're more, I'm not very like technologically savvy when it comes to the gear and stuff. They are super duper into that. So they kind of bring to me the sounds that I've like been dreaming of, and I'm like, perfect. <laughs> so, you know exactly what I was looking for. Yes. Thank you. And I'm not very, I don't know. I feel music within me mm -hmm. coursing through my veins, but, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I don't really know the language. Even though I took classical guitar, um, I kind of lost a lot of the music theory, yeah. and I think it's, it's ingrained in there, but I just don't have the verbiage for it anymore. Mm -hmm. um, which I should. I'm around musicians all the time. I should. It, it's one of those things where folks get into jargon. Yeah. And it's like, I, I don't know that. I, I remember, this is, it's going to sound super weird. I was born in the 80s as well, so I felt seen for a second. Uh, <laughs> but um, when I was uh, in high school, I remember, um, so this is like a lot of Neptune's production time, right? Mm. And I just remember looking at this this interview with Pharrell, and he was just kind of like just humming a beat, and then maybe like Chad was like, "Oh, I know what to do." <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "This is how you make music?" <laughs> and I'm sitting now, it's like, "Burr, burr, 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 burr. <laughs> you know, just trying to figure it out. And it's like, "Are you going for a jazz New Orleans thing? What are you going for here?" But being able to kind of hook up with the right folks who kind of like your language. Mm -hmm, it's definitely super complimentary. If like, yeah, you get it. You get what I'm going for here. So even when you know, you're you're doing something like this, doing an interview, doing a production. It's and I feel like it's a fair amount of like trust that folks put into me. This is why I take what I do like pretty seriously. You know, someone's coming there saying their stuff and being authentic and sharing what it is. I'm just trying to guide it, mm -hmm. you know, in a way and not saying, well, it's going to just be this. It's like, no, we're going to talk about a little bit of everything. But it's going to have like sort of a through line and it's going to be here to cover sort of the key points and ultimately the goal behind it and what my aspiration is to have folks dive in and go deeper and like check more about you more about your music and that's that's really what it is but i think it's just like being able to connect with people who get it exactly and that's so important because some folks will hop on and say yeah i would love to be on here just to talk about this project specifically mm. nothing else and i'm like maybe it's an advertisement you want like <laughs> yeah you can just go buy an advertisement I mean cause... there are billboards that are very cheap these days. <laughs> billboards <laughs> so and also in the, the songwriting process like is it is are, are there like sort of like personal experiences that pop up in, in the process sort of one's emotions what have you um, and, and, and I say that because when I'm doing this it's hard to fake certain things mm-hmm it's hard to fake enthusiasm. I'm really bad at faking. <laughs> you so you know where I'm going with this, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I I think I'm a very emotional person. Um, I'm a Scorpio. What are you? I'm an Aquarius. Okay, yeah. My most of my a lot of my friends are Aquarius. We're water signs. We're we're flow The tears are flowing. Okay. This is great. <laughs> uh, and I. What was the question? <laughs> so, uh, no, yeah. Um, so sort of personal experiences, emotions, feelings, how does that influence the Yeah, work? I mean, the music, my feelings are music. I mean, it's, uh, I'm not very good at talking, as you can see. <laughs> um, I feel like the only way I can fully communicate my feelings, and there are a lot of them, is, is through music. I mean, I'll have, I'll be sitting 
on the on the patio smoking a schmigarette. Uh, That's great. And then you know I'll get a, a wave of a, of an emotion, and then I'll just open my mouth and and a melody comes out, and then I go figure out what chords go with it on the piano or whatever. Um, it's yeah, and honestly, the words, the lyrics come last for me. Um, I think lyrics can be important for me. Um, that's not really what I look for in music. Hmm. Um, yeah, I just I look for the emotion, the melodies, um, and the harmonies. Those are what's important to me, and those are what I what I focus on because I think you don't really need words to convey what you want to say. I mean, you can if you're connected. If you that's that's the, that's the skill too. If you can connect with someone without even saying any words. Mm-hmm. That's magical, man. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that's what, that's what I do. I mean, and the song process is different for me. The writing process is different every time. I mean, sometimes I'll do a melody first. Sometimes I'll just be f- fucking around on the guitar and find something that happens. Um, or very rarely, you know, sometimes I'll be like, I want to write a song about this, mm-hmm. <laughs> about this yeah, topic. Yeah. And then I'll sit down and think, but again, just try to let the emotions flow about it. Um, making like little uh, lists, like uh, not lists. What do you call? It? You know, you're in school and you make it's like when you're writing a paper, you make idea webs. Yeah, it's yeah. like webs. Yeah. yeah. So it starts with like one bubble that's like the main topic, and then it branches out into like yeah. other things about it. That's kind of how my brain works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that's kind of how my songwriting um, ends up as well. Thank you. That's good. That's good. When I'm uh, thinking through, like, all right. You know what am I going to do for this season? What I'm going to do for upcoming episodes and so on? I think yeah, you can't talk to everyone. You don't have unlimited resources. You don't have unlimited time. You can't write every song. You know that's mm. right there. It's like oh, this is interesting. <laughs> it's just time doesn't permit it, right? Um, but it's like all right, what do I prioritize? Mm-hmm. So one of the the things that I was able to do this this past year as we're recording this in, in June. Um, one of the things I was able to do over the course of a few months was I wanted to do a month that was focused on jazz music for April. So I did interviews in New Orleans, Philly, Ooh, and here. And that's then, awesome. <laughs> and getting those sort of interviews, and it took work to kind of bring that to fruition because I was like, it's something about you know basketball, sports, what have you. It's something about doing it on the road mm. <laughs> at the person's place and much more comfortable. And they're like, yeah, here's this thing. Like when I went to the the sort of jazz museum in New Orleans, I remember speaking with the curator and he was like, yeah, we had uh, Louis Armstrong's cornet that he trained on, the original like thing that wow. he trained on. He's like, we had it here, it's in this building. And I was like, can I, can I see it? Like, you know, maybe <laughs> I'll get some talent from it, you know what I mean? <laughs> and and it's, it's sort of that, that, that kind of thing where it's just like, all right, this is what I'm doing and what comes from it. It's like, I aspire to go for this thing. I may fall short, right? I wanted to do 30 jazz interviews, I got 15. But it's just Still like it, it is. It is absolutely it is. But it's like having that sort of like aim of this is what I'm going after. I think that's really important. But having sort of the ideas, the list, the idea web, as it were, yeah, is something important about it. So I'm thinking about that for this this sort of next season, without feeling hokey, without feeling like I'm covering territory already covered, but while keeping it interesting. I think that's what keeps you on point with intention. Yeah. So. Let's let's talk about the upcoming album. Let's because you you teased it a little okay. bit. Okay, I liked it. Yeah. You teased it a little bit. <laughs> so so, 
you know, tell us again the name of the album and the uh, the main themes that you're exploring in the work. I got other questions, but I at least want to start off there. Okay. Um, so this will be my first full-length album. I've released EPs before and singles. Um, but first full-length album, it is called I'm Okay, Please Stop Asking. Um, Are you okay? <sighs> <laughs> oh, no, Joel, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so there's always been, I, I feel like I'm a, I'm a pretty humorous person. I always kind of, you know, depressed people are normally the funniest people. <laughs> I would think so. I just like, you know, most stand-up comedians are like horribly depressed. <laughs> so, because, I mean, you got to find comedy in the darkness. So, I mean, I feel like there's there's a lot of, there can be a lot of humor in, in the songs that I've been writing lately. Um, and so, you know, the title of the album is funny because the last track on the album is called I'm Not Okay. <laughs> so, you know, that's the punchline. But it's kind of the, the, the ideas, you know, you look a certain way. People tell me that I look sad. I just walk down the street and I have to have like sad face. You don't. So that, thank you. I'm always, I'm like this. I was walking around like that and people are like, are you okay? Are you okay? And like, I thought I was okay at first, but the more you mm -hmm. ask, the more I'm not, I'm unhinged now, actually. So the morning text, is everything good? I'm just like, uh, <laughs> like I'm in a, I'm in a deep fryer right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the, there's a lot of themes being explored on the album. Um, it's kind of, I kind of describe it sometimes as a as descent into madness or into darkness. So like it starts out with a very like boastful, fun, flouncy song called Flamingo, um, which is kind of about um, being tall, lanky, weird, um, not, you know, people make fun of you for it. You know, they call me tacky because I wear head to toe pink. That's fine. <laughs> but it's about owning that and just being like the fabulous tchotchke that you are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and then it kind of goes all downhill from there. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there's there's songs about depression, um, alcoholism, anxiety, um, temptation, doing bad things, and maybe not feeling so bad about it. And it kind of you know the last song is kind of a culmination of all those things, and kind of is. Uh, the gateway into entering my villain era. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, I also, and there's a lore. To, there's going to be a lore in the visuals and stuff. I'm all. I'm a very. I'm a very visual person. Mm -hmm. um, I love movies. I love video games, um, like classic games. And you're gonna you're gonna see and hear like a lot of references. A lot. There's a lot of love. A lot of little Easter eggs thrown into a lot of these things. Um, you may hear a couple of Mario sounds. You may hear some, some Donkey Kong sounds. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the lore, I kind of have separated myself from the, from the, human, the human being that I am. Uh, I sound it completely unhinged. No, that's not, that sounds, that's great. That's great. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, the lore is that, you know, I've created this separate entity of Ari Vox. Um, she is this character that I can kind of do whatever I want with. Um, she's this fabulous flamingo, but then, you know, she slowly is transforming into a the pink neon swamp monster. 
And yes, she Please. kills the labs. <laughs> she, she the labs are like. Yeah, she gets. She got a little overstimulated. Okay, yeah. uh, she kills the labs, um, and you know becomes this dark monster at the end of this album. Yeah. And then in the next one, she is okay. So I'm teasing that even the I'm such a neurotic planner. Then I already have my next album planned out. It's gonna. Be this is how you keep things on point. Yeah, man. And the next album is Creature from the Pink Lagoon. I love it. It's gonna be a lot of. I love horror movies too. There's gonna be a lot of horror references in that one. But she becomes this creature. She resurrects the lads from the dead. Um, <laughs> it's darker suddenly. Yes, exactly. It's just it's gonna keep getting darker and darker and darker. And I'm spiraling, baby. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of where the album is going. Yeah. It's uh, it's there's a hints of darkness, a lot of dreaminess. It's like a dream. I want it to feel surreal. Yeah, um, that's kind of what I'm. I like, <laughs> no, I, I like this. I like this description. I mean, when it's it's not the same, right? But when when I get into like an album and I, I get very very defensive about the things I enjoy mm. and. I remember what is it? Uh, was it After Hours, the weekend album, what have you? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yeah, man, this is speaking to me, man. It's a moody Aquarius, man. <laughs> and I'm just going through the whole thing. And I was like, yeah, I feel like I'm right there. I'm not Amo, but I'm Rob Lee, but I'm there. <laughs> and it, it, but it definitely it takes you to a place, and you gotta get a you get a sense of what's going in, on in someone's mind. So as I'm listening to you describe it and kind of getting that that that, that extra sort of um, texture that's there it's just like oh yeah no this makes sense it's, it's it has a theatrical thing that's there and it's the different i think even so far in this conversation the different parts of your inspirations and the parts of who you are as a person that make up what you've been describing for an album i haven't even heard yet yeah you know what i mean so <laughs> i'm excited for it that's the thing that's that's really interesting it's like i'm excited for it yay i'm glad because <laughs> i mean life is theatrics um you know you're you're born naked and the rest is drag. <laughs> I had on a suit. I had on a suit when I was born. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it was someone was not happy about that suit. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I think I'd, I just want to create this world, this universe, even. Mm. A la, you know, gorillas, honestly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like this this world that me and my like minded people can kind of escape to and feel whatever we want to feel. Like if we want to feel bad and sad, let's go, dude. Yeah, that's a good soundtrack with it. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Because you're gonna be you're gonna be sad sometimes. Yeah. So fucking fucking wallow i love wallowing i like to put on sad music sometimes and it was it was a thing that you said earlier about like um, when you were talking about the, the process of it's sort of maybe the music i know always the, the lyrics that are there and i immediately went back to being a moody 17 year old <laughs> back at city college in baltimore <laughs> and like yeah man i remember listening to weezer man only in dreams man <laughs> yeah yeah I went to that because I was like dating a girl and I didn't realize that she was a lesbian. I was like, oh, oh no, oh, this is just not good for me. <laughs> this oh, is no. not going to be out. This is going to be very interesting. <laughs> but it, it took me back there and, and thinking about sort of, you know, those those two songs that like Pink Triangle, those those two songs at that time making me and it's like a time capsule. 
Good mm -hmm. music is a time capsule. It makes you think of where you were at, what you were feeling, and all of that. Mm -hmm. And that's what it seemed like you were keying in on when you were describing like the feeling component. That's what I want because I'm I'm obsessed with nostalgia too. I mean, I've like just just the, there's the longing feeling of it's like it's like a sunset. I can't describe it. It's like so fleeting. Mm -hmm. um, and you just you, you know you want to hit pause, and songs can do that for you. Yeah. So that's kind of, I want to help create that. I want to, and that's why I think there's a lot of like 80s uh, influence, 80s, 90s, like sounds and stuff in the music that I'm making. Um, because I don't know, that was, I wasn't really uh, a real person at that time, but like I was around it, like my siblings, my family, and um, I, wanna, I wanted to hold on to that moment before impending doom was on my mind with the fire in the sky and literally. <laughs> literally and just man I had a little like manic moment yesterday just the weather was just weird I was just feeling strangeness in the air yeah. like because it was like sunny and raining at the same time and like the the smoky sky had just happened and the winds were just feeling weird and I was like it feels like the world's about to end right now mm -hmm. so, well, this is how this would go down isn't it, yeah <laughs> you know that it's like the, it's like the calm before the storm you know when the birds are flying a certain way and then it's like oh shit we got <laughs> I see I think I want to try to rephrase it you know instead of the calm before the storm it's like the storm before the calm it's gonna get back to it it's gonna be up and down it's yeah another calm coming that's the no. way I like to look at it exactly it's a, it's a circle <laughs> Are you sure? I just want a super black thing for the background just so I don't fold Jonesy I just want that I don't know why we need more of that let, let yeah. me ever do an album this could be a lot of <laughs> yeah let's do it man shit so I got I got this one last sort of real question and it's it's about sort of like the upcoming things, what you're looking for, you were, you were teasing it with uh, Creature from the Pink Lagoon, right? Yeah. Uh, so you were teasing sort of like what's next. So in the like in the next few months, right? Um, what's coming up in the next few months, and, and what are you um, hoping for in the next like few years? Like short term, long term, what's on the docket for you? Well, we'll see if I survive 27 <laughs> this year. <laughs> um, you know, I get anyway. Uh, Album release show at Songbird in August to debut the album there with my full band. I'm planning a little solo tour as well around that. So I'm gonna do uh, Northbound and just by myself. So it's gonna be me singing um, fancy karaoke um, <laughs> of my album to people. Uh, so Boston, New York, Philly, and then I'll come back home for the album release and then I'm gonna go down south. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> to uh, uh, like Raleigh, Charlotte, Asheville, maybe Knoxville, got Atlanta, even all the way down to Florida, like Jacksonville, Gainesville, and then back up. Um, so I'm doing that. And then I think the next kind of plan for my, my band, my group, and my music is to start looking to go on tour with like bigger acts. Mm -hmm. um, Someone I, who's a DC artist that I really look up to um, is Barty Strange. I'm sure you know of him and his music. Um, he's, yeah, he's kind of, you know, a, a black artist, genre bending and absolutely killing it. So um, I kind of want to follow down his route. Now he's like touring with like the national and like he's all over the world. Yeah. Um, so I want to do that. Um, I just want to spread 
my sparkly sadness (laughs) um, everywhere and just keep creating Um, so yeah the next few years just create as much as I can before I die Um, (laughs) you know you never know when it's gonna happen so I need to get these albums out man (laughs) it's like look I got work to do exactly (laughs) so it's like why are you doing so many interviews look man time is ticking (laughs) I was like I'm just trying to have my stuff uploaded to chat GPT (laughs) this will never end oh my god (laughs) write a script in Rob's voice (laughs) that would be sick yeah (laughs) so so thank you for that now all of the goodwill yeah. that I've established over the last we are talking for about an hour uh-huh. now it's time to piss it all away with these rapid fire questions alright <laughs> I'm ready alright so here's the first one and as I said as I, as I always say okay. don't overthink them it's gonna be fine <laughs> okay it's gonna be fine all we're right. on this journey together okay and this will be a first I'll to make it more comfortable I'll share minds as we do it as okay well. okay first one favorite movie uh, <laughs> okay, okay, couple, of, uh, I can't, I don't really have favorites. Three. Okay, I'll do, <laughs> uh, so it's known as Dead Alive or Brain Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, one of Peter Jackson's first movies. I remember this, Okay, yeah, so very hokey, campy, zombie movie. Um, set in New Zealand, of course, amazing. <laughs> um, love that. Uh Freaking like Jurassic Park. 30th um, anniversary, go on. Yeah, dinosaurs. <laughs> um, and, uh, oh, like The Last Unicorn. Okay. Um, or like Never Ending Story. I love like those, like the kinds of things. That's on brand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Robocop, <laughs> the original. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> sometimes you gotta shoot a dude in the dick. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, uh, most of the time. <laughs> uh, um, uh, Rocky Four, because it came out in 1985, the year I was born, and Rocky saves us against the Russians, so why not? Yeah, um, dirty commies. <laughs> dirty commies. It's me, I'm a dirty commie. <laughs> and, and probably um, Inner the Dragon. I really like Bruce Lee movies. Oh, okay, awesome. Yeah. 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 Um, what's your go to comfort food? Ramen noodles. Yes, it should be. Like oodles and noodles. <laughs> okay, don't don't downgrade it now. <laughs> well, no, but, but like, you know, like the little shitty for 50 cents you can buy. I know but what I, you're talking about. But I'm fancy it up. I put, okay, okay so I make it, you I boil it the up. water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I put soy sauce, put sesame oil, a little garlic powder, cayenne, crushed red pepper, okay. maybe dashi powder if it's on hand. Put the noodles in, crack an egg in there. Okay. All right. Chop up some green onion. I'm bougie. I, I can see. I can see. <laughs> green onion, sesame seeds, crack a black pepper on top. Chef kiss. Yes. I like it. Uh, it's a cross between me ordering chicken parm. Okay. Just mm, tasty. Or um, chicken tikka masala, but the mild plus, not too hot, but hot enough. Okay. I like it. I like it a spice. I'm, I'm one of those dudes. Okay. Or just like give me all of the sushi. Yeah, I'm not really a fish gal. <sighs> I love fish. Fish sushi is like really cute. Like I, w- I, w- I want to be into it because like I mean, the aesthetic is on brand. I feel. But. I haven't said this in a while. One of my aliases is young fish. <laughs> okay. I've been, told, I've been told I have a Lawrence Fishburne energy, so it's young oh, fish. Oh, young, <laughs> young fish. Okay, I dig. Um, so I, I like I, I I like to travel to New Orleans. That's my favorite vacation spot, right? Um, culture, all of that stuff. Is, do you have a, a favorite vacation spot, a place to like, you know, decompress, kind of just get reconnected, things of that nature? Um, well, I kind of, 
have only recently been able to start traveling because I'm a broke ass bitch, bitch, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a sound effect, listeners. <laughs> um, but I have been lucky enough to take myself to, to uh, Paris a couple of times now. Go on. Uh, Paris, London. I didn't really like London. I liked Paris. They love me there. I love the food. I'm listening. <laughs> They're nice to me. <laughs> and, oh, they love me in Dublin, too. Everyone was really nice. I was like, oh, I thought, I don't know, for some reason, I thought Irish people were going to be, like, mean, but they're nice. Yeah. And they love it there. It was really beautiful. Um, but I am, like, a warm weather person, for sure. So I can see that. I, I love the cities, and I love architecture, and, like, history, and art, and food, but take me to the goddamn beach. <laughs> uh, yeah, I went on a girls trip to to Puerto Rico uh, recently, and I think I might want to just freaking move there because Puerto Rico's great. It was so beautiful, and people are nice there too. Food slaps. Um, you know, I'm kind of an island girl. So. I, I'm, I'm hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just give me a pina colada um, with my ass out um, at all times. <laughs> That's how I want to live my life. <laughs> that is, if we all, if we could only dream. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> this is the last one I got for you, and this is. Okay. I think we already have the answer, but I'm going to ask it. Pink. Yes, you. you already had the answer. <laughs> what is it? What's my favorite that color? That literally was. The, <laughs> okay. um, so yeah, it was like a dusty rose is mm -hmm. kind of the vibe, but anything like pastel. Yeah. Um, and like dreamy, like clouds, cotton candy, like sunset colors. Um, and you know, I, people, I kind of wear the same color every day. Mm -hmm. I'm one of those people that I could eat the same thing every day, listen to the same song over and over again and never get tired. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> um, but, but I think this, this pink thing, so it's only the, the, the past couple of years when I've started I'm like, I like this color. I'm, everything I buy now is going to be pink. My room, my house, house is pink. Um, and I think it's because I'm kind of reverting back to that childlike thing. Like things that I liked when I was a young child, like five, six. I was obsessed with pink, um, you know, Barbie and, and all that. But then I kind of grew up and shit got hard. Depression hit, you know, parents split up. And then it was like all black, like emo. Yes, I had an emo phase. I had the straightened, the relaxed hair with the bangs that I that were fried. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know, became this kind of dark soul. And I think just having the color pink around me all the time just uh, kind of uplifts me and brings me back to like that kind of childlike wonder or just like. It's just the appreciation of simple things. Yeah. How simple a color can just uplift your mood. Um, yeah, so that's why I'm kind of all in. I love it. Um, Mid-tones for me. <laughs> always gray, burgundy, <laughs> just something. It's just like, Rob's I, always down I get burgundy down. vibes for me. Oh, I'm a burgundy dude, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, oh, I call it oxblood, or blood of my enemies. Oh, okay. Uh, there, there's a dark side that I don't put in here too often. No, I uh, love that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so with that one, I want to thank you for coming on to this podcast. Thank you for this having me. This has been a treat, and you are great. And with that, um, I want to uh, give you the space to share the final moments um, where folks can check you out, social media, website, all of that good stuff. The floor is yours. 
Okay. Um, well, yeah, you can you can find me um, at ari.vox on Instagram or just, just Google Ari Vox. That's A R I dot V as in voluptuous. O X X. Why two X's? Because three is too exciting and one is not exciting enough. That's great. <laughs> so I want to again thank Ari Vox for coming onto the podcast. And I'm Rob Lee saying that there's art and culture in and around your neck of the woods. You've just got to look for it. Oh,